This week on Excelsior Journeys, our latest addition to the Once Upon a Podcast Network is here. Ruvali is a USA Today bestselling author. She is a musician. She is a graphic artist. And now she is a full-on podcaster. She is the co-host of Bitaboo, which has started here on the network with Stacey Rourke one of the co-founders of the network. It is already off to a terrific start, and I am so glad that you get to meet Rue and get to know all about her journey that led us to the Once Upon a Podcast Network. So, JLD, do the honors. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for and you? And that's why I moment? taught myself how to draw. It was actually the Little Mermaid. Drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than so die. So jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater with him saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm sex. rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the corner. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. You know, yeah. throw some spaghetti yeah. against the wall. See this if it sticks. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. Welcome back to Excelsior Journeys, part of the Once Upon a Podcast Network. This is George Savoy. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for tuning in for almost 200 episodes. I am so excited for what is to come. And I'm also very excited that we're less than two weeks away at this point from the premiere presentation of Excelsior, the audio journey, the audio dramatization of the Excelsior novel that really got this whole thing going that led me to this podcast itself. I am still over the moon with excitement about how wonderfully this project came together and just how amazing this whole cast and crew was from the musicians to the sound effects, to the acting, which was phenomenal to everything, to the support that everyone had for each other. It really was something special. And at the Spine Indie Bookstore and Cafe on 1982 Arsenal Street, you're going to hear the full version of this audio dramatization at Spine on Sunday, May 21st. It's going to start at 1 p.m. If you're in the St. Louis area, I really look forward to seeing you there. I have decided that episode 200 is going to be a live stream coming to you from the Once Upon a Podcast Network Facebook page. So if you'd like to be a part of that, please head over to Once Upon a Podcast Network on Facebook and go ahead and like the page so that way you can be a part of this. It has been such a blast putting together this this network with Stacy, with Sandra, and with the truly talented podcast hosts that we have lined up for you. And I'm really excited to have our latest edition here with us to not only talk about the show that she is co-hosting with Stacey Rourke, but also her history in terms of entertainment in general, because Ruvali has over 15, has over 20, about 25 years of publishing, of, of writing experience. And 15 years of publishing experience. And she is also, she has also been a musician and she is now a podcast host. And I'm so excited to have her here to talk about all of her different ventures and 
really show you why Rue is a perfect fit for this network in general. So it is my pleasure to introduce to you Rue Volley. Rue, how are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for asking me to come and hang out with you. Thank you. Thank you very much for being here. This is, it's been a great opportunity to have all these new hosts come on, share a little bit about themselves, about their show, and hopefully get some, get some interest started for their show in general, because I really think that all of these shows have a real good shot to succeed. I'm really excited with everything that everyone has brought in. It's been a really good, diverse group of shows. That's been really interesting. Everyone is doing their their own thing, but at the same time, everything is fitting in the mold of inspiring, motivating, celebrating, educating, and even rejuvenating creatives of all kinds. So congratulations on on being part of this network. I'm really happy to have you on board. Thank you. I'm really excited to do it with Stacy. Stacy and I have been friends for about a decade, and together wow. we are just chaos and mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> in a good way. In a good way. Yes, we have, in we the, have to, we have in to the best that. way. <laughs> <laughs> so to so to start off, before we get into your origins and really get us to introduce you to the to the general public, tell us a little about the show itself, Bitaboo. Bitaboo came about because Stacy and I both specialize in paranormal books. Mm-hmm. And we've done an extreme amount, probably a crazy amount of research <laughs> on paranormal topics ranging all the way across the board for our own projects. And then as you dive in and Google, you drop into these rabbit holes of different subjects that link to each other. And we have these conversations all the time. And I really feel like Bitaboo is just uh, you kind of set everybody's stepping into Stacy and I's world because we have these kooky conversations at the beginning of the podcast. And then we have decided that our model for Bitaboo is we're surprising each other with the topic. So we have no idea what's going to happen. Oh, wow. So it's like a, a we're reacting like whoever isn't hosting the mm-hmm. the episode is actually reacting as the audience would <laughs> because we nice. don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we really wanted it to be reactionary. And I think that that has really made made it a lot of fun. And it's it, I think it's very interesting. When I listen back to it, I'm like, yes, that's exactly how I felt. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's great. That's a great way to do it. That's that's yeah. That's really interesting. The way the way the that you have one half of the group basically playing the audience. That's that's a really that's a really clever way to to put that together. I like that. I like that a lot. Where yeah, did the, we, where did the name where did the name Bitaboo come from? By the way. Well, Bitaboo is actually really funny. My partner, my husband, who we've been together for almost 30 years now, mm-hmm. he has a little character that he likes to do around the house called BB. And mm-hmm. it's like this little ghost with the most. It's like a little bee that <laughs> that <laughs> is supposed to be a poltergeist in the house. And he does yeah. a really funny, he does a really funny voice for it. And when Stacy and I decided that we were going to do the podcast, I was like, we ought to call it Bitaboo because that, and if you look at our, our logo, 
there's a little mm-hmm. tiny ghost on it with a little set of headphones. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is really cute, by the way. I think that oh, that would you. look great. That would look great as like a little enamel button, like a little yes. enamel pen. Yeah, and it's so cute. Well, it's funny you brought that up because Stacy and I are actually putting together a bit of boo box for fans of the show. There are oh, going to be multiple. Yeah, there are going to be multiple pieces in it. You're also going to have to be you're, you'll be able to have a little pet bit of boo of your own um, <laughs> because I've created <laughs> the ghost. I, I created these little clay ghosts that are actually inside of jars. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? So you can have your little ghost. Yeah. So we'll be rolling those out soon and setting up links so that people can order those. But yes, there's going to be a few things in the boxes. We also also have stickers. I have a plushie. <laughs> so we're just that is going too cute. I yeah, love we're, it. we're just going full throttle with it. But yeah, I mean, the other thing with Bit of Boo is we just feel like everybody needs a little boo in their lives. <laughs> You know, I mean, there's no reason not to check out things that are kooky and unexplainable, unusual. It's a very peculiar podcast, so you never really know where it's going to be going. But we mm-hmm. promise that it's always going to be entertaining, and we will talk to you about things that you may or may not heard of before. That's great. That's so cute. I love it. Now, one thing I'm I'm curious about then is you said that that the character was created by your husband. And yes. he kind of put a little voice to it. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, have you given thought to him putting that voice in the opening? Because yeah. like the, the opening I, uh... has the opening gives it like a really fun little um, mm-hmm. almost like a Danny Elfman style kind of kind of intro. Well, the intro was actually written by him. He's a musician mm-hmm. and right. he created the music for that and for Stacey's other podcast, Mimesis. And he works with quite a few different clients, like with book trailers and commercials and things like that. But really? when I, when I spoke to Stacy about it, we both were like, absolutely, he needs to create the music for this. And I have been singing that song. <laughs> <laughs> like the melody to it mm-hmm. since he created it. And it did feel very Danny Elfman. And that's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> that's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. It's so have you want have you given thought to like like just kind of like hit that little bit of boo voice getting added uh-huh. in? Yeah, I talked to him about it and Bibi is very crass about a lot of things. He's very sarcastic <laughs> and he can be a complete and total asshole about things. So <laughs> I laugh all the time when he brings that voice up because it just comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a little bit of backstory on that. I went through and not to bring everything down, but this is where it came from. Mm-hmm. I had a really bad bout of depression after my mother passed. And oh. I, for about a year, it was really hard for me to get out of bed. And he created five or six different characters that would talk to me like during that time. And BB was one of them. And he was absolutely the biggest dick of the bunch. (laughs) He was was extremely funny about everything. So BB has continued to live on with us uh, because my mother passed in 2012. So it's been quite Mm. a while, but BB has never left the house. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's great. I, I love that. That, that was, that was the origins of him. That was, that. that's fantastic. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really curious because I mean, your, your creativity 
has gone in a lot of different directions. And I'm really curious to really get a handle of them all. So for one of the things that I like to do on this show is I like to talk about how everyone really has that lightning bolt moment. And that's that moment in time when you experience something or meet someone, watch something, hear something, and it just makes you want to say, that's the kind of life I want to live. Now yeah. you've gone in so many different directions, whether it's whether it's what's writing, whether it's music, whatever it is. And mm-hmm. what was it that really got you started? What got you what sent you down the creative path in the first place? Well, I was born into a very creative family. My mother was a vocalist and a seamstress. Her mother was a seamstress. Her mother's mother. <laughs> I mean, it just goes back. They've always been very creative, created dolls. Where My family's a huge part of the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up in that type of environment. Writing happened for me because I, I stumbled across a great creative teacher, a creative mm-hmm. writing teacher. And she really pushed me with dialogue world building, character creation. And I owe a lot to her as far as my writing goes, but I really didn't pursue that first. Like I, my parents put me into violin lessons when I was seven. (laughs) That was my first instrument. So I play violin. I play a little bit of piano. I play guitar in, in a band for over a decade. So I I was just born into this creative environment that it they fostered it. They they grew that in me. They never said, listen, you can't do this. It was like, okay, I'm interested in this. And they'd be like, well, let's make it happen. So mm-hmm. I was very fortunate in that way. I know that a lot of people don't grow up that way. But uh, yeah, so like my aunt, my aunt actually hosts, murder mysteries on trains. <laughs> so, what? Yeah. Yeah. So there, there, I grew up with all of this stuff around me constantly. And music was a great love of mine, not only because I learned these instruments early on, but like I said, my mother was a vocalist. And so music was a huge part of my childhood. And mm-hmm. it just kind of parlayed into, I, I was either going to become a vet or... <laughs> Because I really wanted to be a panda nanny. <laughs> yes, that would have been amazing. <laughs> but, but yeah, so didn't do the panda nanny thing. Maybe that right. would be later on, like in another life. Mm-hmm. So I ended up joining this band and I got signed when I was 18 years old to mm-hmm. Jet Speed out of LA. They were a part of Time Warner. And toured for like over a decade. Yeah, met. uh, that was an amazing part of my life. And then I just, I'm one of those people where I shift gears. I shifted Mm -hmm. gears and just dropped it. I I walked away from it. I didn't want that lifestyle anymore. I left it when I was 31 Mm -hmm. and didn't start writing right away, but knew I kept journals and stuff. So I used to write all of these crazy elaborate fantasy stories for my sisters when they were growing up. And they still talk to me about it because I made like puppet shows and everything. Like it was a big elaborate deal. So I kind of just, once I stepped back from music, 
I still had that creative spark in me and I I was either I learned how to paint <laughs> or mm-hmm. I do something else and I I went back to the the creative writing classes that I had. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, like I think I'm going to go ahead and and try to write and my first book was 700 pages long because I had no idea how to edit. Wow. And I ended up submitting that and getting signed. <laughs> right out of the gate and I I know it was crazy like my I and I hate I I I almost hate to say that because I know a lot of people struggle but I got signed so quickly with the things that I did that sometimes I just feel like it was me being in the right place at the right time Mm -hmm. and I got affiliated with this publishing company because I a friend of mine was like do you want to be involved in this anthology Mm-hmm. I had submitted a small, a very short story that was a prequel to the novel that I had already written. Right. And that's how it grew into that. So I was signed up until about three years ago when mm-hmm. I just switched gears again and decided mm-hmm. I was going to be self-published. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. So that, that's pretty yeah, amazing I, there. Yes. <laughs> Oh, it was, there was a lot. I mean, in between that, I did some modeling. I was a photographer. I'm a graphic artist. Like, there's like a lot of different colors in my rainbows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just, I went ahead and painted them all. The, I'm picturing like this sort of, cre- originally I was picturing like a creative tree, how like different branches and everything were, were to come out. But now yeah. it's looking like a bush. I mean, like it's just yeah. all this, like everything is just, it's in this direction. It's in this direction. It's in this direction. Yeah. And how, how do you manage to keep all that reined in? I I had a very hard time doing that. Musically, it wasn't hard because I was within a structure. I right. was signed in a band. We We had our tour schedule. We we did what we were supposed to do, went into the studio when we were supposed to go into the studio. But with writing, it was very hard for me to rein that in. Like I said, mm-hmm. my first book was a, like 700 pages long. And that wasn't because I was rocking it the hell out. It's because I didn't know how to edit. Yeah, <laughs> I had no you idea. Had the, you had the stories in you. You knew where to, where to go with those stories, I, though, right? I, I did. I knew where. I mean, but to be fair, I am a pantser. <laughs> And I am Stacy's mm. worst nightmare because she is not that she's way. Very, yeah, she's very much a plotter. She's so, very yeah. she plots everything she has to know from beginning to end. And we've we've worked on some stuff together. And and she, I in some ways she helps me with structure, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. We kind of meet in the middle with it, where she helps me with structure, and I help her with not being so nervous about just allowing the characters to go wherever the hell they want to go. So, right. um, and she's very good at action scenes and I am very Gothic romance. Mm-hmm. So I think together we're kind of a dream team in that way for paranormal stories. But yeah, it, it's very hard to rain. It was very hard for me to find a balance with mm-hmm. my writing, it did help to a certain degree being signed with the publishing company because I had release dates that I had to follow. Yeah. But I had a lot of freedom there too. I'm a genre hopper, so I've written in almost every single genre there is, especially now that I released a fantasy title. Um, mm-hmm. But becoming a, a self published author was kind of terrifying to me because I was afraid I was going to fall back into 
that I'll just get it done when I'm going to get it done, like free flowing. (laughs) So, but it's helped me with pre-orders because if I put up a Mm pre-order, I have set a date and I, I make sure that I hit those not only for me, but for my readers. So yeah, that helps. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. That's excellent. So when, when you got word that, Stacy and Sandra and myself were starting up this podcast network. Mm-hmm. What were oh. your initial thoughts? I thought it was fantastic. I, well, I mean, I feel, I feel like I've been a part of the small business model my mm-hmm. entire life because I was in an indie band. I'm an indie author, even though I was on a publishing company, it was, it was a smaller publishing company. So I still felt like it was a ground game. Mm-hmm. And I am all about the ground game. I love organic growth with companies. I love small businesses. I support as many small businesses and independent artists as I possibly can. And mm-hmm. I love Stacy to death. So I thought I knew that she would not invest her time in anything that she didn't think was you know worthwhile. And yeah. I knew that she really believed in what you guys were doing and still does. And mm-hmm. her and I just decided to take our conversations that we've had privately for like 10 years and just start sharing them on the nice. air. So yeah. That's a great way to do it. That's yeah. That the the one of the main things that really that really grab people's attention, especially when it comes to co-hosting a podcast is that chemistry. There has to be the chemistry between the two hosts. So when, when the structure of the show was being put together, did did you write then and there that you had something that, that you were going to have a lot of fun with? Oh, I knew, I knew the first time I met Stacy because her and I just have this chemistry as Mm -hmm. friends and we just bounce off of each other really well. It's almost like we have one brain And Mm -hmm. like I said, we kind of meet in the middle because as writers, we are diametrically different Mm -hmm. in the way that we structure our stories and how we, how we write. But I think we have given each other like a new perspective on that. And I am all about growth. I don't think I'm ever going to know everything about writing. I don't Mm -hmm. think I'm ever going to know anything or everything about any medium like art medium that I'm involved in and if it if I'm not learning them then I'm going to be bored and why am I doing it <laughs> right so and podcasting is a completely new new arena for me and mm-hmm. I was so thrilled when her and I started discussing the idea of maybe putting a show together mm-hmm. and it came together so quickly that I just knew in my heart that it was going to be amazing. And I've had the best time with her so far. We've recorded three shows. One is already out that you can mm-hmm. listen to on Spotify, Apple. And what is the third one? The Well, the main one is Captivate. That's there the, we go. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't that's, remember that's, the, that's the, the house. That's, that's the home okay. for, for the whole network is Captivate. And okay. I got to say like, as a, as someone who started off with Podbean and then had a, brief fling with red circle and then and then moved on to captivate Ca- captivate is something that i truly believe that any any podcast podcaster would benefit from working with because they have so many different tools and i've barely scratched the surface of what they can provide to get to give each podcast a chance to really succeed and it's been it's been great working with them and 
for those of you who have thought about getting into podcasting, who are who have an idea or think that they can pull something off, definitely go over to YouTube, look up Captivate Audio because they have so many different videos there that's all about working behind the scenes and getting your show in on the best possible platform and give it the best possible chance to succeed. So I, I have nothing but good things to say about Captivate. They've been great. Um, and, That's amazing. And, and here we are. Yeah, you know, like we we have them hosting our podcast network. And I this this was something that Stacy and I have been talking about since September. Nice. And and here it is. Like it it exists now. And not only is it existing, but it's I can already sense that like it's thriving. It just seems like it's almost like with every week there is a new show that's starting up. And I think after I think in, in the next few weeks, I think we'll have I think we'll have nine shows, maybe even 10, which was our goal. We wanted to have 10 shows to kind of start off phase one of all of this. That's incredible. And, yep. And I am just so ecstatic about 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 this, especially considering that my own show is reaching episode 200 and I never thought it would get this far. But that's incredible, too. That's yeah. that's amazing. It's an amazing accomplishment. Yeah. And, and and here we are like this is this is a, a wonderful opportunity to to in to introduce you to to my audience and hopefully yeah. build the show as well. So tell me about the first time that both of you sat down and actually started recording this. Well, the first time we sat down, we were really trying to just make sure that the sound was okay <laughs> because, right. because of the technical part of it. But yeah, I mean, honestly, that first show was such a blast. I We ended up talking for like an hour more than we needed to. I mean, we did mm-hmm. an hour podcast, but we even talked an hour after we were done because it was so much fun to do. And we were laughing almost the entire time. And mm-hmm. Basically, our show setup is we start out just talking like we normally do as two really good friends that have known each other forever. We're both extremely snarky. We always Mm -hmm. have crazy shit going on in our lives. So (laughs) we are trying, you know, like we just start talking like we just called each other and you sort of get to peek into that part of our friendship. And I think I think sharing that with people is is really going to make a huge connection Mm -hmm. with the people that listen to our podcast and start following us. I -hmm. think that it's not only going to be for the paranormal element of it and the strange and peculiar things that we're going to be talking about, but Mm -hmm. I think that they're, they're going to feel like they're, they're sitting in a room full of friends. Like, Like we're in a coffee shop or we're at home, we're, we're just discussing things. And I think it's very relatable because I'm just, I'm brutally honest about my life. And Stacy always has insane things happening, <laughs> just kooky things like happen to her. But her and I are both very awkward creatures mm-hmm. in this world and i think we just sort of attract that kind of that type <laughs> of thing and we just have really awkward social interaction with people i mean it doesn't matter where i go something insane happens or we have something that we've been clumsy or something like something crazy has happened in our personal lives like and we share we will be sharing that every single time we do a podcast we're not filtering it 
We're not hiding anything. Um, mm-hmm. Stacy and I are very much exactly what you see is what you get. And mm-hmm. I've been that way as an author. She has also been that way as an author. And I am super excited to share that with, with our, our listeners. Excellent. I think my dogs are just as excited about that because I just, I'm hearing them, I'm hearing them barking quite a bit. It's, it's Saturday morning as we're recording this. So that's, that's typical of, of, of how, of how they are when this is their way of saying good morning. So I love it. What type of dogs do you have? We have, uh, we have two. We have a Pomeranian, black Pomeranian who, who actually does a very good Nicolas Cage impression. So I think I'll have oh. to, I'll have to post the, I'll have to post the picture of, of his, of the comparison of the two on the once upon a podcast page. And the, and then the other one, Eli, he is, he is a mini Aussie shepherd. And very cool. What, we've had him for 10 years at the end of this month. We'll have had bear for nine years and nice. And they're both rescues. We're actually both of their oh. we're their third owners for both of them. So oh wow, but they get their forever home with you. So exactly, and and they've been exciting. here forever. That's what oh, it feels like. That is great. <laughs> I love that. Oh, we yeah. we have one pug. His mm-hmm. name is Renji Takaumi. He's a kaiju from the deep, and nice. <laughs> he I love he, it. <laughs> oh, he came into our lives like a hurricane. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we are just pug people. Sometimes you just some people attack. They are a certain breed of dog, and I mm-hmm. I'm clearly a pug. <laughs> like yeah. I just I snort. I do. I'm clumsy. I'm funny. I I can embarrass myself very easily. <laughs> <laughs> so they're very much a clown breed in the dog world. But yeah, oh, Renji yeah. Renji came to us. He's he's four years old now. Mm-hmm. He's our third pug. Aww. We Momo, who his name was actually Mobaka because we are huge Star Wars fans. Nice. So Mobaka passed a few years ago, and then Aww. Oshiwan Kenobi passed this year. And the names he, are fabulous, by the way. <laughs> he was he was wild too, but he yeah. was a Padawan. He was so he was a Padawan to Mobaka, and then Renji well, did he was have, a like, Padawan a, did he have to braid? Did he have a braid in the in the back of his head as well? Oh, it, oh yeah. He got rid of his braid when Renji came because Renji became the Padawan. So Oshiwan was a, a Jedi Master before he passed. And mm-hmm. Renny is now, he's, he's learning how to be a Jedi. He's not so great with the saber yet, but he will be. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) When we, when we got bear, that was, that was his name when we got him and just looking at him, he looked like this little black cub bear. So it was just like a bear Uh, cub. So it it just felt like, all right, that's, that's perfectly fine. And my first dog was, was a short haired collie named bear. And so I just, I was like, I'm fine with him carrying on that name. I'm fine with that. That was back when I was a kid, when I had him with Eli, he, he didn't have he didn't have a name when we got him. Well, he had a name originally, and but we were just like, yeah, that name doesn't really work. And so, as we're coming home, as well as my wife is coming home with with Eli, this is after she sent me the 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 fateful text of asking me to move some money over from savings to checking, and I said why, and then she showed me the picture, and I was like, all right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there isn't. I we, mean, there's not much you can do. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And we found out we found out after the fact that he had he has some separation anxiety when it comes to cages, which is oh. why he wasn't in the cage when he was at PetSmart. So you can see okay. the PetSmart employees high fiving each other when when she was walking out the door with him. But yeah, as 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 he was walking around in the backyard of, of the house where we were living at the time, I looked at him and I just said, "What? Oh, he looks like the kind of dog that you would absolutely love, but he would also drive you crazy. And me being a Giants fan, dealing with that with my quarterback on, on a daily basis at the time, I said, what about Eli? <laughs> and, yeah. And then we, we call for him like, Eli. And he came. He came. And it was it, the name stuck and snapped a picture of him, sent him over to my father and told him, hey, his name's Eli. And he came back just like, ah, I love it. And so. Oh, so we was... lived we lived in Indianapolis for 14 years, so I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, Between Peyton so, yeah, and Eli. So, <laughs> yep. And so so yeah, when 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 he gets when he gets a little extra rowdy, I'll have to use his full name, which is Eli Manning Saroy. Just, you know, just and yeah. then then he he sometimes pays attention to that, but that's it's very rare when I have to kind of bring out the big guns and give him the full name treatment. Yeah, I usually don't use Rennie's very often. He has a million nicknames, but his full name is actually Kylo Renji Taku. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so, so he nice. is also in the Star Wars family. It's just Renji Takaumi just stuck with me because he just see, he was like this little ball, like this kaiju. And we had yeah. just finished up watching Pacific Rim. And I was like, oh, he's totally okay. a kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> like this is so crazy, but yeah, he he was named after Kylo. That's fantastic. I love it. So so once the whole episode was finished, came back to the show. Once yeah. everything was was finished, you had the you had the the you you went through the opening the the opening chat between the two of you. You yes. transitioned into what was going to be the main topic that was going to be discussed, and. Then you wrapped up. Then you wrapped up the show. What were your yes. thoughts once it was all recorded and just said like, "Ah, we did it." I w- it was really weird. Stacy and I have such a good time together that I was like, "We could just keep talking for another three hours and probably knock out like mm-hmm. four more shows if we wanted to." Nice. It really, it it wasn't exhausting at all. It just felt like a regular day for her and I, and we were just. Mm-hmm. I really love the fact that we're kind of shocking e- each other's systems with these subjects. <laughs> That we don't know are coming. And she definitely shocked me with the first one. And you can tell by the way I reacted. And she did the same in the second episode with my topic. She's figured she has hers now for the newest one or the the fourth one, because obviously we only have one that's been edited and aired now. Right. We're getting ahead of it a little bit, but she's already taunting me. And messaging, telling me that she just, she can't wait to shock me with what she found because it's just going to freak me out. And I'm like, would you shut up already? <laughs> 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 I'm like, man, like, are you going to tell me or not? It's like, no, I'm not going to tell you because it's almost like letting somebody know that you bought their birthday present mm-hmm. and it's really cool and it's something that you wanted, but there's no way in hell they're going to tell you what it is. That's what we're doing to each mm. other every single time. So we're suffering in between these episodes because I'm like trying to get it out of her and she's mm-hmm. like trying to get it out of me, but we're not going to tell each other. Oh, that's great. That, that, that's so, that creates a really fun dynamic too between, between the two of you. Yeah. And Have you, you can tell about- 
Have you thought about different ways to kind of incorporate more audience participation, doing any sort of like a listener mail or anything like that, or putting in a Q&A? Well, yes, we we did on the first episode that people have listened to now. We I, I live in Ohio, obviously. Right. Stacey doesn't live in the same state that I do. But mm-hmm. I had mentioned a situation. I'm not going to give it away because you're going to have to listen to the episode to find out. But there is a, a very strange occurrence that happened here, mm-hmm. like like when I moved to this town. And I shared that on the first episode. And I am inviting people, and so is Stacy, to share their stories with us. And mm-hmm. we would love, whether they want to stay anonymous or not, we would love to share those paranormal experiences with our listeners and right. we can, we can keep it anonymous or not. But yes, we want them just to, we want to interact with our listeners as much as possible. As writers, this is what Stacey and I do. Um, mm-hmm. with our books, our book signings. I talk to my readers all the time. I'm very open. I'm very, you can contact. I let, I, I know some people try to stay away. But I'm not that way. I've always been extremely open. I have a profile page on Facebook. I, I I answer my emails. I answer my messages the best that I can. But that's the way Stacey and I want to participate with our listeners with Bitaboo. We want people to contact us. We want them to post on the threads. We want them to share and have these open discussions about different paranormal experiences because we're not going to know those personalized experiences unless they share it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We cannot Google that. So right. that's one way. The other way, like I said, like I mentioned at the beginning, we are going to be releasing a box that has really cool swag in it for Bitaboo. And mm-hmm. all of that money is going to help fund our editing, the, the production of the show itself. Mm-hmm. So we're going to, we're going to cycle all of that money back in, but the stickers are awesome. We've got vinyl stickers that you can put on your tumblers that you can put on your laptops. You could probably even stick it on your car if you want to. They're not going to come off That's and they're great. not going to peel up. And like I said, you're going to be able to get bitty boo in a jar. So you will have your own ghost host <laughs> with the most like living in your house. We have plushies. I'm pretty sure that Stacy, who is an amazing candle maker, is actually making Biddy into a candle <laughs> for oh, us. Oh, that's great. So she does candles. She does soaps. I mean, it's it's going to be super fun. So we're going to have a lot of merchandise that people can have, you know, just mm-hmm. as a, a memento from the show. And we're probably going to do some amazing giveaways, too, for sharing our show, for participating for sharing their stories, we're probably going to be giving away a lot of things too. So we'll be sharing that on our next episodes. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see like that you're, you're already looking beyond the possibilities of just being a show. But oh, yeah. looking at, at all the different means that you can you can use to get more recognition for the show out there. I love it. I'm excited by it. And where can my listeners find you on social media? Oh, for me personally, you can find me at Ruvali. I'm on Facebook. I have a professional profile page and I also have a professional author page. You can mm-hmm. go to my website, which is ruvali.com, and you can subscribe to my newsletter on there. And you can also have direct links to samples of my books that are on there. And then you can find me on TikTok under Ruvali. You can find mm-hmm. me on Instagram under Ruvali. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think everybody is getting a pattern here. Yeah. So I'm also on Pinterest. I have quite a few boards on there because I do inspirational boards for each one mm-hmm. of my books. So yeah. if you look up Ruvali on Pinterest, you'll be able to check out all of these different inspirational boards that are listed for all the different novels that I've written. Terrific. Terrific. I hope that all of you are just as excited as I am about what Rue and Stacy have for you with Bitaboo. This show goes up every other Friday. Is that correct? Yes. It's a biweekly show. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So, yeah. So absolutely like subscribe to the Once Upon a Podcast Network because we have some terrific shows for you and Bitaboo is the latest and I am so excited for everything that they have to offer you in the future. They've already gotten episodes recorded in the can. They're all ready for you. They're still going forward. They're still recording more to keep ahead of the game. They have merchandise ideas that are just fantastic. And it it sounds like they are creating a truly memorable experience for listeners. So by all means, please find, find Bitaboo, find all of the, the shows from the Once Upon a Podcast Network. Find us on Captivate. Just go to onceuponapodcastnetwork.com and it will give you the option to follow all the different shows and all the different platforms where you can follow us. So for Rue Volley, this is George Saroy saying to all of you, ever upward, and I will see you next week. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com. <laughs>